Uh, hi, everyone. Welcome to the Commentarians. Is this Prairie Home Companion? Husband Bulge is now a part of my permanent vocabulary. <laughs> I saw a squirrel. I am going to point out real quick, this to me is like the most disturbing scene in the entire movie. Stop listening right now and go watch Firefly. Hey, this is my podcast. I'm sorry, sorry, Joe. <laughs> we are saying that not only have we been wounded, we survive, and there's a God who heals of these wounds. Jesus isn't about the isms. Uh, he's about his kingdom. Because it is kind of like this idea that Jesus died for all of our sins, except when you had sex. And Jesus doesn't cover that. Welcome, everybody, to the Commentarians uh, Coming Attractions uh, episode for this month. In this episode, we tell you guys what movie we're going to be watching, who's going to be our host, who they're going to be doing it with, and everything you need to know about the movie, plus upcoming episodes and junk like that. Let me be the first to introduce to you, though, the, the host of this month's main episode, Nathan Underwood. How you doing, Nathan? I'm doing great. I am, uh, you know, a little crazy, a little sleep deprived, but other than that, I'm doing great. Well, that sounds great. <laughs> uh, hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what this is. Sorry for adulthood. Yeah, if you see me running around with, you know, green hair and white face paint later, you'll know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A little hint as uh, to this uh, this month's movie. Nathan, tell us what movie you're going to be doing. Uh, we are doing um, the best Batman movie ever recorded. Uh, Batman The Dark Knight with uh, Christian... Yeah. Uh, Bale. I almost said Christian Slater, but that's a, that's the wrong one. <laughs> yeah, I that's mean, a, that's a different Batman. Well, and you know what's what's uh, this movie? I watched it. I actually, I you know, I, I watched it years ago, and then um, we decided we were going to do it for for this month, and I forgot just how many just huge names and incredible, incredibly talented actors are in this movie. I mean, you've yeah. got you've got Christian Bale, Aaron Eckhart. Um, oh, what's the guy who was in uh, Fifth Element? The Fifth Element, yeah, Gary Oldman. Oh, Gary Oldman. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was in this. I didn't realize he was in that. Of course, no one realizes he's in a movie till after they look at the credits. Yeah. Um, of right. course, Heath Ledger, uh, Michael Caine, Mally, uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal, Gyllenhaal, Gyllenhaal. Um, either or, I think. Uh, I've heard it said both okay. ways. And of course, the ever delightful Morgan Freeman. I mean, yeah. I, I actually, uh, I think, uh, I actually, uh, my guest and I um, have already recorded. And so um, we, I think I made the comment, I'm surprised that not every copy of this movie just doesn't just immediately turn to gold by having Michael Caine and Morgan Freeman on the same, yeah. you know, piece of uh, video data. Yeah, it 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 is. I, I for my money, probably one of the greatest comic book movies ever made. Yeah. Certainly the best Batman ever made. Uh, it it is stunning how good this movie is, and it spawned so much discussion uh-huh. because of the 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 philosophy of both Batman and the Joker, because of just you know the filmmaking, how how it was made. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are debates about that, uh, and just in general, this this is a game changer. This movie, uh, because again, one could argue 
that this is the most realistic uh, you know, superhero movie in that most of this stuff could actually happen in real life. Right. People would, people had that argument. Could the mob completely over, like, overtake a city and, like, kind of run every aspect of it? And then could there be a psycho that comes in, you know, takes the city's uh, left behind, sort of the citizens who have been ignored, and raise an army? Right. You know, could and could there be a guy who with gadgets fights crime it's it's really an interesting discussion if we think about it could this actually happen in in real life and i don't i i don't think i've come to a solid conclusion myself of, about that well um you know i i definitely see where, where christopher christopher nolan really tried to make everything as plausible as it could be and mm-hmm. so i i do know that there you know there have been times when uh you know I guess you always think of, you know, whenever I think of mobsters taking over things, I always think of like Al Capone in the days of Prohibition and, uh, you know, yeah. stuff like that, where he, he basically had, he ran the industry in that city, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, so, you know, there's, there's lots of, uh, there's, there's lots to be said about that, but you, you mentioned that it's a comic book movie and that's something that, um, you know, I, I personally, I was not a huge Batman fan. I, I haven't traditionally been, I kind of like him more as a symbol uh, than anything. Um, but the, um, you know, I, I had some friends who were just hardcore Batman fans and they, they were talking about how this movie gets the Joker right and gets Batman, Mm -hmm. uh, almost gets Batman perfect. The comic book in, in, in the, the more like, uh, modern runs because the Joker, you know, versus Jack Nicholson, uh, you know, kind of kooky and zany using laughing gas on people and all this stuff where, where sure. in, in the comic, he is just a, a, a psychopath. Like he doesn't care. Yeah. And I think we talked about how that kind of lends itself to the fact that he is creepy. We talked about that a little bit in our, our Hannibal uh, special uh, on the, the, the Patreon special, how like the fact that you mm-hmm. don't know his motivation makes him a more terrifying villain than if, if it was, you know, some kind, even if it was some kind of vendetta against the Batman, it, it, it doesn't, you know, Jack Nicholson, he was out to get Batman. You knew his motivation. Uh, and yeah. And he was a mobster. Yeah. And, and Heath Ledger, he just, he comes in from nowhere and he, he puts himself in ridiculous situations to prove his points. Um, yeah. <laughs> and he, he out, you know, in, in, in a way, he kind of out Batman's Batman even with, I'm not going to lose my temper about stuff, you know, where Batman's right. supposed to be super um, disciplined. And the fact that all of his discipline and all of his training, he still has trouble outwitting and and out controlling his emo- and, and, you know, and controlling his emotions in the presence of, of somebody who is just going off the rails. <laughs> well, yeah, because he. It, that's what he actually wants. He, his, his philosophy is that everyone's a psycho. Yeah. Everyone is evil. It's just that there are rules that our society sets up, that, and that's the only reason why we do good. You know, the, the, we, we would be, you know, barbaric, you know, cannibals if it wasn't for social, you know, mores or, yeah. or something. And I, I could... 
he makes a good point. And I think that many Christians kind of didn't like that about the movie, uh, or at least one scene in particular, uh, because they, you know, Christians, we tend to believe that humans are evil and that we do have the the drive to follow sin over, you know, what's right. Yeah. But for the movie, I think it makes a really good point. At the end of the day, I, I don't think the movie in that aspect is too realistic. But it's still a good message that doing what's right is always better than not, you know, than than doing the, something evil for a good reason. Sure, yeah, and and that's um, the the movie definitely covers that, and and it sets up, uh, it of course, sets up the third movie, and and the fact that you know, even though uh, good things are accomplished through Bruce's lie, they they even cover how that still wasn't a good idea. I mean, so if you're, yeah. and we talk, we talked briefly about some of the other movies in there, but, uh, you know, before we get too far in, I, you know, I kind of want to look at, uh, of course, you know, how the movie was received. I think everyone knows it was just widely accepted. Rotten Tomatoes gives it 94% on both critic and user reviews. Um, even mm-hmm. uh, Common Sense Media gives it five stars. I mean, <laughs> I was pretty amazing. <laughs> I mean, to, to see yeah. like this much love for any one movie, especially a movie that is an action movie it, that, that kind of even borders on onto the psychological thriller horror f- side of things, um, you know, not all the way in, but it kind of dips its toe in that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was pretty amazing. And of course, you know, we can read review after review if we want, I know we tend to, but basically all of them had this one phrase that I want to, that I think I already kind of touched on this a little bit. They kind of centered on this one phrase of like, this is amazing for a comic book movie. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, but a lot of them, and, and some of them even followed it up with, but it's not for kids. And of course, me, you know, I've, I'm a long time comic book fan and it, it, there's a, a large portion of the comics out there aren't for kids and so yeah when they talked about all of the uh, all of the philosophy and all of the social commentary like you were talking about how the, the joker talks about how everyone it, everyone can be pushed to their breaking point to become a villain the comic books address that stuff all the time and so to me it's kind of funny to see everyone going oh man this is so original and new and yes yeah, it's, it's it's really new in the comic book film genre but i mean in the actual comics we've been doing this for years i mean ever since you know i mean alan moore's Watchmen, uh which i hope hopefully i would love to do that movie someday uh on the show but that one uh that's really kind of what started it all was this idea that superheroes don't have to be squeaky clean Right. And and that they do struggle with with the morality of what they're doing. So, yeah, but that that's a uh, that that's kind of the setup here uh, of what we got going on yeah. uh, as far as the movie. Yeah, so Dark Knight from 2008 rated PG-13. Uh directed by Christopher Nolan. So, that's the movie. Uh what what what, what else were you uh The other thing like you said uh PG thirteen and it is um of course her violence uh, and it says and some menace. Uh 
uh, on uh, IMDb. <laughs> For those of you who uh, ha- worry about nudity, there's none of that. Um, violence, uh, it's kind of funny. IMDb says moderate violence, and I would say overall, yeah, because there is a lot more like psychological stuff. There's some pretty cool action scenes, uh, mild profanity, mild drug use, and then <laughs> fighting slash intense, frightening slash intense scenes, severe. And that goes back to that reality part where, uh, man, Heath Ledger just took a character. He took a character that was over the top already, turned it up to 11 and made it believable. And I mean, and I, I think I've, I don't remember which episode I told, I told, uh, I've talked about, you know, when first time we, me and my wife watched this, she was, she paused it right after one of the intense action scenes and was like, I have to go to the bathroom. And I, and I was like, okay. She's like, will you go check behind the curtain? <laughs> so, you know, she was, uh, you know, it, it was that kind of intense that it kind of gets in your head and you, and you kind of go, oh, is, is the Joker out there to get me? Um, for a couple days after that. <laughs> it, it is a terrifying Joker. It isn't this, uh, nice, you know, nice painted face, you know, a Joker. He's not walking around like laughing and giggling and, you know, skipping up and down like George Romero and the old Batman TV show. Right. This guy is like, you can just almost smell him through the screen. Yeah. You know, his his threats are real threats, and it's not going to be a pleasant, you know, experience being with him. Right. And, yeah, and on some level, I think it does speak to society, <laughs> the country, maybe how human beings interact with each other. Right. Okay, uh, who are we going to be doing this movie with? Um, so my guest this month is Travis Sloat, and... In the interest of full disclosure, he and I have known each other uh, for as long as I can remember. Uh, he and I uh, grew up in the same church. Um, we we lived, I was in the country, so we lived uh, about four miles away from each other. Um, you know, so, so you know, he, he and I hung out quite a bit. And... Um, so I I, there, I think there's actually video somewhere of us uh, at his second birthday party, uh, you know. So so we've known each other for a while, but uh, and somehow we both wound up in the world of uh, of internet entertainment. He is um, he's recently started a YouTube channel called Waiting for Ulcers, which is <laughs> uh, which is him and uh, his his um, his brother. They uh, test hot sauces. He's a major uh, fan of 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 hot sauces. Um, they occasionally do some challenges, um, but his big thing is just just checking out hot sauces. His brother Brad is is not a huge fan of spicy food, and so he says he's there. Well, he he likes spicy food, but he doesn't like the super hot hot sauces like Travis likes. And uh, so he he said he's there to give the layman's perspective. Um, so if you if you're sure. uh, if you're into uh, spicy foods and uh, good times and good humor, uh, go check those guys out. You can find them on YouTube. Just you know, search "Waiting for Ulcers," and we'll also link to their their channel in the notes. But um, it's great conversation. Um, we didn't get terribly um, theological with it, um, and partly because we do know each other so well, 
we we spent a lot of time uh, just chatting and uh, about uh, just life in general and how the movie how how the what movie what the movie made us think about with life in general as opposed to uh, a lot of the theological stuff. We did touch on that a little here and there, but I still think it's a great conversation. And if you need a reason mm-hmm. to uh, to watch this movie again, I mean, other than the fact it exists, um, you know, feel free to to join us. <laughs> Great, yeah. I, I I can't get over how great this movie is. And again, if I can go back to uh, at least the Joker's philosophy, I I love that. Yeah, uh, never mind. I'd just be repeating myself. Uh, all right. Uh, any anything else about the movie that you wanted to? Uh, yeah, I com- to mention. I completely forgot to mention uh, when I was doing the cast, and I can't believe I I did forget. Uh, Killian Murphy comes back. Uh, he was the skel- the scarecrow. Uh, he's oh, you know, yeah. started and, uh, Killian Murphy, he's one of those guys that I haven't seen him in a lot of leading roles, uh, in movies, but man, uh, I didn't realize how talented an actor he was until I saw him in Peaker, Peaky Blinders. And, uh, so, you know, keep an eye out for him. He's, uh, he's in there as well. And cause that, that's a really great little cameo, I guess it was in this, t- this time. That he was a criminal, he was the villain in the very first movie, and now he is, he's just back out there, but he's not, you know, now he's just selling drugs to, to drug dealers or to, to gang members. Yeah. And he's not the doctor he used to be, he doesn't have the power that he used to have, but now he's just like a street thug. And I, I love that idea that they, that somebody doesn't just disappear. Yeah into you know into nowhere after the movie ends right that they're still a part of this world yeah and so yeah i just i just want to throw that out there because he's he's become one of my favorite actors over the last few years so whenever i spot him and stuff i'm like oh hey it's, it's killian murphy he's doing good stuff so <laughs> yeah and uh another uh, film critic that i like tyler's actually the guy that we talked to talked to at the very first uh, bonus episode the tyler yeah. smith mentioned that maybe they should have done that in uh, The Dark Knight Rises. When Bane is releasing all the prisoners from Gotham's prisons, they didn't make any mention of the fact that they're, that the Joker or other criminals from the past were still in prison or like had existed. And so maybe it would have been nice to have this little like, you know, comment on it, say, hey, what about uh, Arkham Asylum? Should we release those criminals too? And have Bane say something like, "I like maybe not me. I not even I can control those people." To kind of a nod at the Joker or something, because of course Heath Ledger had passed away, but it would have been nice to continue to have him in this world. I did actually read about that that Nolan just decided um, to to be respectful to to Heath Ledger and his death and and how well he did in the role to just not mention mm-hmm. the Joker. Um, so that was actually a conscious choice on Nolan's part to not uh, to not bring the Joker back up. Although um, you do see, uh, actually, uh, Killian Murphy does come back, and he is uh, he's the judge of that like little kangaroo court thing they have. Yes, that's right. That's right. And so, <laughs> so he does come back now. And and while we're talking about things that where we, I feel like um, you know maybe could have been better. One of my one of my complaints about the Dark Knight is I feel like uh, Two Faced was a little shortchanged as a character. Yeah, he was he was kind of thrown in more as a plot device. Um, we didn't really see um, 
I didn't see a whole lot of growth out of him. And also in the Batman series, he is a, a longtime recurring villain. And I get in the movies that you don't have time to necessarily build those big arcs. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I would love to have seen a little more out of out of the way they treated Two-Face in this because he didn't have time to become that big. He, he didn't. Well, because in the in the comic book, he's a big time menace. Uh, he, he. Yeah. And, and in this, by the time you're done, the only people who know about Two-Face are Commissioner Gordon and Batman. Yeah. And but and, and like you said, but he, he even even he's like a pretty deep character in the Batman uh comic books in that he himself has his own philosophy yeah of everything's random there is no like direction that we're everything is chaos so he makes decisions based on a coin flip right and he will do something awful or not based on chance because that's all there is and they kind of poke at that a little bit here in the movie but yeah. not enough. Not not a person who has this really deep, you know, f- this this really he again an intelligent person. That's the, what makes Batman villains so great is that they really have an idea of life and how life has hurt so many people, and they're just playing along. Yeah, and I think the Joker is perfect in that. I uh, the Riddler, another great character with deep flaws and. Uh, you know, personal flaws, mental flaws, and Two Face as well. And uh, yeah, Two Face was just a an angry man in this when he could have been a lot more. Yeah, and and that's that's the other thing too. I mean, it, it, it with just the time, like I said, the time you really have a lot of trouble getting getting things together. And yeah, but I will say. I will take this any day um, over, of course, Batman uh, Forever and Batman and Robin. The best <laughs> best thing about those movies, um, of course, was the soundtracks. Um, yeah, you know, uh, oh, Kiss by a Rose. <laughs> yeah, Kiss by a Rose. <laughs> Seal, and then uh, <laughs> and then uh, of course, uh, Smashing Pumpkins. On, were, they, were they on the Batman and Robin soundtrack? Yeah, I think they were on the Batman and Robin the, soundtrack. The yeah, end is the beginning, great. is the end. I mean, mm-hmm. that that was that was a fantastic. Like, I I looked that up a few days ago, and I was like, oh yeah, there was all kinds of great songs on that, and and just good hits that came out of it. So, anyway, so that's uh, that's it. If if you like Batman, check it out. I will say, if you do get um a little squeamish about. Uh, there, there's some scenes that kind of almost borderline on torture. Yeah. And then there's, and then there's also a lot of implied violence. And then there's some, there's a, a good dose of, of actual violence. And mm-hmm. the first, the first, uh, I'd say the, the, the they, it's kind of weird because they drop you into an action scene and then about the next 40 minutes is kind of tame. But then after yeah. that point, man, it just, it's nonstop to the end. So, uh, one of the guys I worked with when I was at Guitar Center, uh, I was talking to him about it before I saw it, and he said, "He goes, I'm pretty sure there was about eight minutes where I didn't breathe." <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, if you if if you're not into action, uh, you maybe don't watch it, but you know, check out the episode or the commentarians. Yeah. Okay. And what else do we have going on this month? 
uh, this month. Uh, well, actually, um, because this movie, I think Emily and I, and if you're available, um, I'd like for you to join us, but I know our schedules this month are kind of crazy with the, uh, mine's kind of crazy with the end of school and everything. Um, but Emily and I mm-hmm. are going to be doing uh, for Patreon. We're going to be doing a discussion of anti-heroes in film and what need is it that we're getting fulfilled? What need is getting met, uh, by observing the anti-hero or, or what need is mm-hmm. being expressed, I guess is probably a better way to say it. Um, so we're, we're, I'm super stoked about that one. Um, we, <laughs> we yeah, haven't and, recorded it yet, but well, I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. Because it, it, there's this idea of even when anti-heroes start to get popular and after a tragedy happens, like a major tragedy, films with anti-heroes kind of start getting popular like uh and maybe this uh this is a touch maybe this is a hint at uh at part of the discussion but like for example film noir uh you know the old black and white you know really dark and you know shadowy movies uh got really popular after world war ii specifically after the discovery of the concentration camps once people realized that that kind of evil existed all of a sudden, there are these movies about our heroes who are not so good, or sometimes our heroes fail, or sometimes things don't work out the way they should have. And so this cynicism sets into Hollywood and into the mainstream public, where they wanted to see more anti-heroes, that this world isn't as clean as we thought it was. Interesting. And, and it's reflected in the films, and the same thing happened after 9-11. After 9-11 there was a shift in horror movies specifically, but also in just films in general, where before it was kind of like a thing where the good guy would often win in a horror movie and the the evil would be defeated. After 9-11, all of a sudden, the monster, the the serial killer, the whatever, started, you know, succeeding and killing the final girl because it really set a tone for how we felt about the world. And I think that that's this really interesting thing to think about until we record that episode. Yeah, I will. I will look into that a little more because I hadn't looked into that those kind of statistics as far as like the the uh, major events. I was just thinking as kind of culture, as it has you know as I've been able to kind of observe pop culture and mm-hmm. and things like that. So that that's actually that's very interesting. Yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, we're we're going to talk about um, a little bit about how. Uh, uh, the heroes used to be different uh, than they than they are. How yeah. we uh, and and how that kind of gave rise to the anti-hero. So, um, that being said, I, I think we'll leave it there. I don't want to give away too much of what we're thinking on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so okay, and to, uh, to, and to get a and to get a hold of that, of course, head over to Patreon dot uh, com slash the commentarians and you'll get all the information on how to be part of that group or how to be part of that discussion okay so anything else or should we close it out i think that's all i've got for now and uh i look forward to uh everyone joining us on the 15th beautiful okay so uh you can find us on facebook at facebook.com slash the commentarians uh, as Nathan just mentioned, uh, you can f- uh, support us by going to patreon.com slash the commentarians. And there uh, you can actually, if you donate a dollar, uh, then you get uh, 
entered into the Raven Creek Paddle Store, a face a closed Facebook group for fans of the show, where we have all these different kinds of discussions, uh, really fun uh, memes, and just great conversations with great people. And for two dollars, you get the bonus episode. So if you want to hear it, it's only two dollars a month. You hardly feel it, uh, and it's uh, not only do you get the new episode, but you get all the back episodes as well, which we have a lot of great ones, and then you get to hear some great stuff coming out in the future, so check that out. Uh, find us on Instagram at CommentariansPod. Uh, find us on Twitter at TheCommentsPod, and uh, I think that's about it. Uh, Nathan, what else, uh, where else should the, we send our, uh, our listeners? Um, I think that's it. I mean, just... Uh... I think you covered it. Just come back to us. Okay, we love cool. You. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys for joining us. <laughs> and, you know, Nathan's a little jump in the gun there in this relationship. Let's. <laughs> hey, you know, I, I love most people to some degree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I try to keep it healthy. But, uh, I try to keep it healthy, though. Yeah. Yeah. Let's. <laughs> okay, guys. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to The Commentarians Podcast, a Raven Creek Social Club production. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review on iTunes. If you'd like to support our show, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash thecommentarians. Thank you for listening, and until next time, remember, movies are a reflection of our lives and of other people's lives, and we get to experience them together. Come back to the movies with us. We love sharing them with you.